Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Urban Dictionary defines thirsty as purposely, knowingly, and recklessly attempting to gain fame to boost self-esteem. So, are you thirsty? Well, TMA has you covered. Become a part of the TMA Listener of the Month Club. You nominate yourself for a monthly award. And if you win, you get recognition and stuff to help you satisfy that insatiable thirst. We're talking January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, uh, etc. Go to TMASTL.com or the TMA app. Give us your name. A photo and other pertinent information. Tell us why you deserve to be TMA Listener of the Month. If you don't want to use your real name or photo, we don't really care. The TMA Listener of the Month. Get recognized just for being you or fake you or whatever. Quenched by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to the brighter side of tequila with Milagro. In the morning after on KPNT HD2. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent, and I would love for him to become your insurance agent as well. This is Tim McKernan for James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. They have such great service. And on top of that, I have never had a better experience in this industry than I have with James and his staff right here in the St. Louis area in Webster Groves. He has 353 five-star reviews on Google, such as this one. James and his team are knowledgeable and pay attention to detail. They immediately gave us safe driver discounts and other cost savings that our previous agent never mentioned. When our 16-year-old earned his driving license, sat down with him to make sure he understood all the rules of the road and potential pitfalls. They are impressive. Take the time to make an appointment. You won't be disappointed. That's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.net. TMA listeners have a lot to think through financially. Saving for retirement college while also paying bills and enjoying life along the way. Call Mark Hanna. Mark works with you to design a strategy to do your finances right. It's a straightforward approach that starts with a 15-minute phone call to discuss your needs. Visit evergreenstl.com or give Mark a call at 314-889-0503 today. Mark Hanna offers securities through Equitable Advisors, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, a broker-dealer. Equitable Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Evergreen Wealth Strategies is not a registered investment advisor and is not owned or operated by Equitable Advisors or Equitable Network. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with a great TMA sponsor, and that is Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm. And you may hear a bunch of -of out-of-state law firms advertising here and there all over on billboards and so on and so forth. But the thing is, oftentimes their goal is to just settle and move on. And that's not what you guys do. Yeah, this is C.D. Longo, and you hear us talking a lot about maximizing the value of cases, but what does that actually mean? Well, 
As Tim said, there's lots of personal injury lawyers in St. Louis, and everyone handles cases differently. We focus on getting the highest dollar amount for your injuries, not just getting a resolution quickly. We're constantly tracking all the settlements and verdicts in the area. This helps us advise our clients on whether a settlement offer is too low. And if the amount of compensation being offered is too low, we are happy to file lawsuits and proceed to trial to ensure our clients receive an amount that is fair. Visit our website or Google us at Longo Biggs Injury Law. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. When we think of a real estate agent, we think of somebody simply selling our home or finding us a new one. I mean, they're all the same, right? Okay, here's the comps. We'll take some pics, we'll post them, and uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you, okay? A home is life-changing, and your real estate agent should reflect that. Honesty, integrity, and someone who will go above and beyond to make your dreams come true. The Jeff Lightman Group with Compass Realty. We're different because you're different. We want what you want. Experience the difference today at JeffLightman.com. Bringing people and properties together. Hey, if you like the morning after, check out Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. HD1, by the way. It's sports talk with Tim McKernan and Ashton Jackson from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. each weekday. Right after the morning after. It's the worst name show in the history of radio, but the content's pretty good. So check it out on 101 ESPN. Or get the podcast on the TM. App. Do you love Stevie Nicks? I, I interviewed Stevie Nicks back in 94, I think. Like the way Iggy loves Stevie Nicks? And I asked her about writing songs. Do you think and talk about her incessantly? A lot of your songs, I'll listen to them, and I'll say, you know, I want to pretend that you're singing that to me. And you want to see her for free? Stevie Nicks, live in concert, May 7th at Enterprise Center. I, I interviewed Stevie Nicks. Stand back, stand back. You can are on sale now, but you could get them for free. The only catch is you gotta sit with Iggy. I mean, you get to sit with with Iggy. Enter code word Iggy on your TMA app for a chance to win. Find out more at TMASTL.com. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the studios Sinbad. Sinbad, good morning. Man, you hear my voice right, boy. What's going on? What it's called Comedy Don't Get Up Morning. Oh, yeah. We, it's against the law for us. Had a late night? It's kind of, I mean, I know, I, man. Whenever, yeah, late night, caught, caught the, like that stupid morning flight, then late night. I used to sleep to noon, one o'clock. That's oh, like, do you really? Oh, yeah, man. That's how I get back on balance. If I travel somewhere, the next day I'll sleep to noon, one o'clock. And that's when my day starts. Uh, so I this mean, is it's tough. That when a big this man comes to town, uh-huh. I always feel bad because you got to promote the shows and everything. Oh yeah, this so you go to you go to a radio show. You don't know us. Yeah, I can tell you it's not a good show, and uh, we're not very talented. It's okay, man. But and then we look at you and we go, okay, say funny stuff. It's not easy, right? <laughs> that's like trying to talk about sports, but nobody does what you want them to do. No team wins that you want to win. That's why nobody. It's funny when the day of the big sports analyst, like Sports Center and all this ESPN came out, and now guys just talk all day, but nobody has to back it up. I'm looking like man, I look at guys jump back and forth. I look at Paul Pierce pick uh, Milwaukee, then he jumped to, to Boston, and then he looked like a fool. Now he had to jump back to Milwaukee. I said, mm-hmm. man, pick a side and stay there, damn it. Mm. Because we're so concerned about getting the hot take out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like the, the the market is flooded with too many hot takes. So make up stuff. Said bad. We had a guy who said Bill Russell wasn't a very good basketball player right there. Overrated. You talk about spitting hot takes. I that's, have to say. Uh, boy, right? yeah, hold on, man. A moment of silence <laughs> for, the, for the stupidity in what you just said. I will say, I died on the hill respectfully. I did it for show content, and I was high as hell as well. So. Yo, yo. Yeah. Hello. Where's Tim? Hello. What in the hell is happening? Where's Tim? Yes. Wow. <laughs> None of it was our fault, wow. by the way. We had to call engineers. What an odyssey. All right, hold on. I'm going to reset here. I'm going to reset. Is he in Kansas City celebrating with the Chiefs? All right. All right. Oh gosh. All right. Before we get to the where's Tim and everything. Okay. And all of it. And what happened last night in the Super Bowl. Oh, I What could happened on the fan page over the weekend. What happened at the TPC Scottsdale at the Waste Management. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we talk about all of that, we have to talk about what just happened. So good. All right. All right. Let me turn on my headphones here. We do have to preface by saying none of this was anybody's fault. This is the morning after. It's presented to you by Brian Crouppen. We are in the Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. All right, so 
Hey, Plowsy, hit that YouTube. Oh, oh no. I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, we just tried. We tried going live, as we always do at 7.07, Doug. We usually, that's, wow. when, we, that's when we start talking. Yep. That's when I start. And so when we started talking at 7.07, I noticed to myself, hey, I can't mm-hmm. hear myself in my headphones. No, I couldn't. No levels were happening. By the way, the levels have changed, so we're like, me and Doug are now a little hot. So All I'm right, we'll, we'll get to the, that no, in a moment. No, you're good. Um... Nothing was working, so we were just talking into nonsense. There was dead air. I was getting a thousand texts on it. So the first move I made was call our engineer, Marshall, who was kind enough to answer. And uh, Doug, it was it was a suggestion that you like plug unplug it and then plug it back in. That actually fixes. And that is actually what fixes. It's forty percent of how we fix things in radio. We fully rebooted the board. And uh, now we are talking live to millions upon millions of well, listeners. Well, I don't know about that. But I know they want to blame us, but, like, that, it, it, the engineer is certainly more knowledgeable. Like, I, we wouldn't have been able to do what we just did by... Because there's eight racks. So like, this whole rack has, like, seven or eight boxes right mm-hmm. here. So we, you can't just start unplugging all of them. Why no? So we unplugged it and plugged it back in, essentially. And now we're back on air. And that fixes everything. So we lost about, you know, eight minutes of takes. Gosh, but that's we, okay. That but we probably have some, I bet somebody on, like on YouTube has some funny, like us talking into nothing and us trying to figure it out. They want Sinbad back on. Yeah, and <laughs> I, we had to, I, I had to, I played a commercial break, but I couldn't double, I'm not playing double the spots, you know, right, listening right, to the same right, break. Right, right, right. And so I thought, you know, we are Simbad Network. I mean, that's kind of where we are as yeah. a whole. So I thought that one was quick and easy to find. That's how we earned our strikes. And I knew that was going to get him banty as well. Mm. So, it, again, it wasn't our fault, but you can release, like, release your hate towards us. But you can't really tell if these mics are going to work until they actually turn on. You can't really cue them up and... it. it it would go through Adobe, it wouldn't go through the air. UMFers no. suck so hard. Yeah, come on now. From, I shaved my balls for this. We we thought you were actually replaced by the Sinbad show. That's from Strap on 18. Come on When now. your job is to get the show on the air and you don't get the air, that's always someone else's fault. That's from Brad and Boca. I will stick up for the Plowhawk, and I'll stick I'm, up for him hard. He's my guy. It there's looks no, exactly like... There's nothing, there is nothing to indicate to us beforehand that the board would simply not work correct. when we started the program. And it's a problem we've never run into, and I doubt many situations have ever come up like this. Eleven years on radio, Doug. My first time. Yeah. Well, so really I mean, this happened. But again, we lost. We lost eight to ten minutes of of mm-hmm. the show. So then again, we, I I want to preface it like we apologize. That's we we but, people come in at seven oh seven. They expect to hear us, and they didn't. And that's it's nobody's fault per se. But we weren't on the air, and that's you know. I think it's on the listeners for expecting too much. Right. Thank Doug. Thank I didn't. I didn't want to obviously go that route, but now that you bring it up, it is 100%. You sit there at home or you're driving in your car and you expect us to get this on the air every morning. It really was, it was just like a tease thing. It was like, oh, you want to hear us at 707? You're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. It was all planned. So we apologize. We're all good now. Board's working. Everything's good. We're on the air. And we love all of you. And we love each other. The text I'm getting goes, you guys suck. (laughs) I love my friends just openly going, Mm. you guys are terrible. Not good. So, All right. So now we're good. (sighs) This is the morning after. It's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. This is the Munganass 7 o'clock hour. How's everyone doing? Now now that we're settled in, are we all okay? Everyone? Well, yeah. I don't know if the listeners are okay, but I'm finally back. That was uh, was tense. That was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, text in 314-881-TMA5 Plenty of you already have on the Jeff Lottman text inbox Plenty to text in about uh, Call in 636-904-TMA uh, Tim is out today As he will be for the rest of the week He'll be back next Monday The 19th of February Which means we'll be off uh, for balloon party Josh Innes will cover that from 10 to 11 But we do have Douglas Elvin Vaughn to my right Darren mm-hmm. the Plowhawk Atkins Has been busy as a hornet this morning uh, Ken Iggy Strode to my left And in the Sekman C6 Studios KG in O-Town Has been kind enough to provide his services mm-hmm. As we sit here today Monday, February 12th The day after the Super Bowl, Doug Sadie Hawkins a lot to discuss today. Oh. Sadie Hawkins, we got obviously the Super Bowl that happened last night. The Chiefs went back-to-back. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Andy Ray have three together as, as 
Kansas City Chiefs, plenty of fans in this region of that squad. Uh, we have the TPC Scottsdale situation yeah. with what happened at the Waste Management. And then, of course, Lisa Ann had a post on the fan page this weekend. Doug, mm. you are the little lady. Choose your dance partner. Well, I guess the Super Bowl is the lead, right? I would agree. The Super, yeah. Bowl, Super Bowl is the lead. Gotta be the lead. The Chiefs win it, and we have uh, some audio of the final play call as the Chiefs win overtime 25 to 22 with a pass to McCole Hardman. Plowsy, can I hear that final call from Jim Nance? Could yes, we hear that? Hit the lever, please. Hit the lever, please. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. He's the best. He's the standard. Yeah, Nance wanted that to breathe. I know Nance's thing is to let those breathe, let yeah. the you know the crowd noise and Romo just stomps on it. So here's my thing on that. <laughs> here's my thing on that. Up until that point, and I know that Tony Romo's been a, a hot topic, especially on this presentation. I thought Tony Romo was really good up until that point last night. I thought he had some decent, some really good insight. I didn't think he was like hogging the mic like he sometimes does. But that ending call, that was, as you just said, Plowhawk, yeah. that was a big old let it breathe moment. And, and he's just babbling, essentially. But he, <laughs> I like the the insight he does give on, like, plays, like, you know, that have already happened and what you look for. Some of that good board work with the pencil, with the but, pen thing. But like as, like, that. a novice football fan, like, for me, I know what he's talking about. But he's, like, throwing out jargon right before a play starts, like, when you're just trying to concentrate on the play that mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense for about 90% of the viewers. And he just... A little too excited for me. I, I think he was excited about the play call and the execution of a, a perfect play call. He saw he saw guy. it all shaping up and knew that that was exactly what they needed to do. Right. And they did it, and he wanted to explain that to everybody else. But Nansen's the king of letting it breathe. He does it yeah. so perfectly. How long do you think he had jackpot waiting before the game? Ooh, I don't During know. the game, he came up perfect. with that. I thought that was perfect. It was, but, you know, being in Vegas, jackpot, so... Yeah. Something before or during the game, I think I used jackpot. It wasn't. It wasn't simultaneous. It wasn't. He thought of it right then. When it was nineteen nineteen, they busted out. Uh, oh, we're in Vegas, and nineteen is usually pretty good. Mm. I'm like, oh, here we go. I did notice. It. <laughs> I did notice that Romo stole from me. Oh God, here we go. Three times going to breaks, he was singing the song. Yeah, yeah, he did the what Adele. He was singing a little Adele going into breaks. Something else, and he's just singing. The music going to the break, so and you think he listens to this show? He's heard it before. And gets his stuff from you. He's heard the show before. I guarantee it. So I got a podcast that's in the top fifty in every country on the planet. Have we looked into that and seen the human action? So just my my blank take on the game, like uh, for the, like the first half of the game, I thought to myself. Boy, how did those San Francisco 49ers just dominate that first half, and they're only yeah. up seven points. They were smoking them on the line. I thought they were much more potent in their offense, had way more opportunities, and to only get 10 points out of that first half for them and keep the Chiefs in the game, I thought, oh, boy, well, here, comes another, here comes another victory. Mistakes. I mean, fumbled, uh, penalties. Yeah. So they basically shot themselves. Yeah. This is like coaches who choke in big moments, and like Dan Campbell a couple weeks ago, and Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what the offensive mindset was going into the third, but they had three yards with like two minutes to go in the third quarter. It's just, I don't get teams that do that. You got McCaffrey, and you they kind of just, they dink and dunk, but they just don't have the right schemes at the right times. I just thought... Kyle Shanahan called a pretty terrible game. He, For the player that you have on the field and the momentum that you had, it completely stopped in the third quarter. They did nothing. He also made perhaps the biggest Super Bowl coaching blunder ever by electing to get the ball first in overtime. Crazy. I didn't get that. He, ju- he tried to justify ridiculous it. Yeah. With the new overtime rules, it, does, it no longer behooves you to get the ball first. Either he didn't know the rules... Or he made just the, the stupidest decision that may have cost his team a championship. He yeah. he had a quote about justifying it. I forgot what it was, so I'm not even going to try to you know, piece it together. We actually have a Kyle Shanahan audio clip, I think, that's referencing what you're talking about, Plowhawk. Okay. I don't mean to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, like no, that. you're good. Yeah, I got you. I think I got it's you. clip two. Yep. Yeah, when, I mean, when we go through football, like, and you watch it as 
part of our job. I mean, any play that doesn't work, you always think about that. Um, but in terms of like everything that we try to do, we try to prepare as hard as we can. Um, and we try to go in there and do exactly what we think is right based off our pre- preparation, what's going on in that game. And this is word salad. Make the, what I can't live with is when I do stuff that I didn't plan on doing or that I didn't do and second-guess myself. And um, I'm proud of what we did today as a coaching staff and as players in terms of yeah. we did. That's a double cob salad. We worked yeah. and we did everything that we planned on doing. We just didn't get it done. And any play that didn't work out, yeah, you always look at that stuff. But – that's that's how every game is, and that's what we work at. Uh, yeah, oh, he said nothing there. I don't even know what he was talking about. I think I'm just talking about the overall game plan going yeah. into the game and how he looks at it, you know, losing, do you second guess? I'm sure that was part of the question. But there can be no excuse to botch the coin toss. Yeah, that you win the coin toss in the new overtime rules getting the ball second. He must not have known the rules. Now, I have a question for you boys, and this is a bad radio move because I don't know the answer to the question. The Chiefs scored there with like eight seconds to go left in overtime. Yeah. Had those those numbers hit triple zero, do they lose? No. They going? explain no, that on the air. explain so the, that. So the just like a first quarter. The clock is arbitrary. Right. It doesn't matter. Okay. But that's really weird to me, too. That explanation, I've never heard of that rule. I, I just, Yeah, why have any clock at all? Yeah, just why not just put OT and, not, and just have a, you know, obviously uh-huh. your, your play clock. But I, the clock was so confusing, and them explaining it confused me more as to why they had a clock in the mm-hmm. first place. What's funny to me is that um, <clears throat> I was talking to myself during the game, watching it, and nice. the, the clock's just going down 32, 31, 30, and they're in, I'm thinking, about, call timeout, idiot. Yeah, that's what and I And right after yelling. that, Romo said, anybody out there thinking they should call a timeout here, and he explained it. Like he had heard me talking to myself. See, oh, he Rumble's hears you too. It. No, I'm telling you, I was. I'm with Iggy. I was like, why aren't they calling a timeout? Like, I first of all, I wanted to be in bed. They're still playing. I'm like, call <laughs> yeah, a timeout. No call a timeout. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote from Andy Reid. I'm. I'm gonna read this one, Pog. Yeah. Not to worry about that. Uh, ours ended up being r- the right one, as in the decision to get the ball second, but that easily could have gone the other way, but we felt it's the right thing to do. I'm never going to question Kyle because he's brilliant, but that was something we chose through our studies we thought was important. Well, you think? Yeah, like he basically said, what an idiot. Yeah. He gave us that That game, which, I mean, you still have to score and all that, but... But it requires about five seconds of thought to realize we want to know just what we have to do on offense, whether we have to get a touchdown or a field goal will, will work. The Niners, had they had the ball second... You know, they go for it on on fourth down and goal at the, what were they, four or five-yard line instead of kicking a field goal. Yeah. Now you basically give yourself an extra down by playing, not taking the ball, taking a second. You give yourself a second down because you know, you know, if we got to go on fourth down, we're going to. Yeah. Well, and it would, it would affect every play that you call. Like totally. it, when the Chiefs are going down there at the end, he wasn't going to throw that ball that it could possibly be intercepted when they're sitting in field goal oh, range. Throw the Kelsey on Fred Warner. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they're kind of lucky they got yeah. away with. They got away with that one on the uh, on. Shanahan said, none of us have a ton of experience with it, but when we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, we just decided we wanted the ball third. So in his process, third. they were going to score a touchdown. The Chiefs were going to score a touchdown, and he would, they would get the ball third. See, but the problem with that logic win. is, like, Patrick Mahomes, who's seen what he has done in his career, like, to give him a chance to win the game, which you're, mm-hmm. what you're really doing, because it, no touchdown is guaranteed, but you're giving him a chance to come down and score the game-winning touchdown. Not the game-tying touchdown or the first touchdown. It's the game-winning touchdown. I, it makes no sense to take yeah. go, to take it first. Yeah, and if you look at it, I mean, it may have been different if they'd have gotten the ball first. Play calling would have been different. But they were down on a field goal. It's fourth and one on their own 15. Does he go for it if they got the ball first and it's fourth and one on their own 15? Right. right. I yeah. think, and that cuts also the same way, like Jake Moody missed the extra, or got the extra point got blocked. Some hole, so, yeah. So they were only down three. But I like people are like you know Jake Moody looking at him. I don't. I think the Chiefs play the game a lot differently had they been down four as opposed yeah, to three. Yeah, had it gone for the touchdown. Yeah, the so and that could have ended up been really bad, and that's results oriented. But uh, per the ringer here, we got a text here from Brian Henchman. Doug, he's a show and budsman. He also okay. covers the Colts. Uh, he sent us a quote from the ringer. I was actually just reading from the ringer with those quotes from Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. The Forder, the 49ers did not do the same. Multiple San Francisco 49ers players said after the game that they were not aware of the 
overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of postseason rules when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Fullback Kyle Juzak said he assumed the 49ers uh, asked to receive when they won the toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. Quote, I guess that's not the case. I don't really <laughs> know the strategy. But that Juzette, Juzette you don't know said. the rules in the championship yeah, game. Juzette. I don't know who, that, that you're calling yourself out. Because that's on the coaches too. The coaches have got to drill that into the players' heads. But that changed years ago in the playoff overtime format, right? That's when I think the uh, last year. It was like three no, or four no. years didn't it, ago. Didn't it change when the, it the Bills, the Bills didn't get a second yes. shot at yes. the Chiefs? So yeah. this is new. It's either one or two years this old. This is the okay. first year i think it's the first year they've ever had this yeah really okay because i I just assumed that you would but you would it would have taken the coaches about 10 minutes during a meeting sometime in the last two weeks (laughs) two weeks to say say, here's what happens if we go into overtime now that's Uh, what it would have taken maybe they didn't tell their players that's why the players didn't know well, clearly, that's what I'm clearly. saying. It's on the coaches to not let their coach, the players know. Uh, I love talk radio. And what other industry can a group of morons fail to even get their show on the air and then spend the next hour <laughs> criticizing someone really? else? That's from True. Arbor Day. Yeah. He also said, can you imagine being moments away from winning a Super Bowl instead of waking up to being criticized by a gaggle of morons who can't even get their student radio show on the air? It's a tough swing. That's hey. from uh, the 2023 Walker Tequila listener. But we didn't know what to... Texture of the year, Arbor Day. We didn't know what to plug in and unplug. Right, and the 49ers are sitting around criticizing us right now. Yeah, that's what I'm not getting on. What should we we say? They have nothing to hold their heads down for, except they didn't play that well, and they gave away this World Series. (laughs) What do you want us to say? Oh, those poor players, they didn't know. It's the NFL's fault. They should have told them in the locker room. God darn it. Not their fault. What are we supposed to do? Well, I'm sure the majority of fans didn't know the rules. I didn't know it. I'm sure the majority did not. I thought if San Francisco scored, their game was over. And I was thinking to myself... They got to change this rule. This is stupid. If they score, Kansas City doesn't even get the ball. Right. And this is the first year they changed it. I didn't know. I'm right. not reading Super Bowl rules leading up to the game because I'm not a coach. Yeah. That that I knew that the rule was changed. Where like even if the Niners score a touchdown, the the Chiefs would get a chance. I didn't know that. But I didn't know what the clock situation. I mean, obviously, I knew the game wouldn't end in a tie. But I thought if the team had the lead with the end of 15 minutes, but that makes sense. It's to, I I thought the clock in a sense was totally arbitrary. It, it just doesn't seem to make sense to have a clock. That's, right, my that's point. what I was saying. Like, why like, just have why, why even, have the clock? It makes it so confusing for like there's 115 million people watching. Yeah. Not all of them people are watching NFL regular season or reading the the manual. Right. And I they, guess may it maybe it makes some sense. Uh, in terms of which side of the field you're going towards. Sure. To make it even, one team gets to go yeah. east-west one quarter, and then the other team gets to go that direction. In case you're playing outdoors, in right. case weather's a factor. Miami or something like that, yeah. or if you're playing in an outdoor situation. Although, it seems like most of the Super Bowl locations are indoors, but that is yeah. a good point there, Doug. And uh, we also have some more audio. Plowhawk, can I hear Travis Kelsey's Viva Las Vegas after... Uh, oh, I like that. After the, uh, during the Super Bowl presentation, I, I want to say that's clip... Yeah, six, I Clip got six, it, yeah. baby. Oh, we got it. She's <laughs> kingdom! Y'all hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> Brett Hall Jr. Travis well, that was that was hey, funny. Never had it better than that, right there. Let me tell you. That was funny, but his <laughs> his bumping into Andy Reid was not funny. I can't get over totally like, out of line. Never seen that on a football. I've never field. seen, and a coach not care either. That was the most surprising thing about it. Andy Reid just let it happen. To but you if or? it hadn't been an All-Pro player, I assume he would have been cut on the spot. I saw Anthony Beck, the head coach of your St. Louis Battlehawks, uh, say, "If any of my players have any ideas about that, I, I can put you right on the bench." <laughs> we actually have Andy Reid talking about that. We also have Travis Kelsey's uh, thoughts on that. So we'll play Andy Reid's thoughts on the yeah. outburst first. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you in oh, the first yeah. half? No. <laughs> we, he keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. Yeah, I know. Like JB's got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. I'm you, you, you took a good hit right there. But, but that's yeah, how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. So normally I'd give him a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. Uh, hey, you before, before, 
And then we also have Travis Kelsey's. Uh, he was also asked about the situation. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, y'all got saw you guys saw that. What was the conversation about? Was it a few cameras? I mean, was it? Hey, I need the ball. I can help us win. What was that about? Uh, man, it was. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling them how much I love them. <laughs> I wonder how funny it would have been had they lost. That yeah, game. it's, it's yep. all smiles and love mm-hmm. after the, after the you know back to back Super Bowl. I so. think they said uh, if somebody was reading lips, I don't know if it was Romo, but said you could hear he said, "Keep me in there." Right, because he was off the off the field. That was like the play where there was a fumble that occurred, and he was not on the field during that. And it seemed like the consensus was he was upset he was not on the field. For but the how would he have avoided that fumble? Him being on the field, that's nothing for that. But, like, I don't get, like, there are certain times in the game where maybe that's necessary, but, like, it was a first down play, right? Yeah, the tight end who was in the down. game was it Noah Gray missed a block. And the, and the block that he missed was the guy who hit it and caused the fumble. Right? Okay. It was a bad fumble by Pacheco. He, 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 he should have held on to, but either way. Hey, it's like a lot of competitive, but either you don't make, you shouldn't make contact. That was crazy to look, watch like yeah. live. Yeah. That was not. I think the player coach dynamic is different in the pros than it is in mm-hmm. other levels. In colleges, it's yes, coach, sir. Yes, gotcha, coach. Jump high. In the pros, it's hey, Andy, that was a bad call <laughs> because the players are older. They've been around a lot longer. They make more than the coaches. They do. <laughs> yeah. And they have, obviously, a bit more protection with guaranteed contracts and things. Totally. Nonetheless, you still have to show some respect. Well, he, did a, he did it a few weeks ago, too, when he threw his helmet down and smashed it and was yeah. he gets upset. yelling. He gets and fired up. I think Taylor Swift got upset about that. She told him to calm down. Did uh, <laughs> boy, did he ever run over that 49ers defensive back there at the end of regulation. Oh, my God. I played on the sideline. It looked like he might take it in the end zone. Prime example of why I never played football down in <laughs> He just got steamrolled. I, I he made the tackle, but he didn't get up. I couldn't believe how hard he hit that guy. Yeah. And I thought shoulder separated, broken collarbone, mm-hmm. maybe a broken arm. That looked like the most painful thing I'd ever seen in my <laughs> yeah, entire life. They had the over. poor guy was sprawled down the mm-hmm. sidelines. I was like, are they just going to drag him off to the side so they can keep playing? What's yeah. amazing, too, is if um, you look at the stats, now Mahomes had over 300 yards passing, uh, most of that in the second half, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but the big players, other than McCaffrey didn't have 100 yards rushing, but he did have 160 or 170 total yards but the big big weapons did pretty much nothing. There was really Pacheco no did nothing. Place. Rice did nothing. Uh, Ayuk did nothing. Uh, Samuel he had, a had an big, all right game, but nothing big. special. Sure. So the big the big players in these games really didn't have anything to do with the outcome. Unless you're talking about the big players on defense who played very well. Really, yeah, good, really yeah. good defensive battle. Yeah, I mean, I'll give, I'll give Spags credit. This is his fourth Super Bowl ring, I think, as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Insane. One with the Giants, three with the Chiefs. That, that fourth down where they held him to a field goal on, like, yeah. the six-yard line. He hadn't been blitzing all game, and that's probably because Purdy is the best in the NFL against the blitz. But that last play, just said hell of it. He sent, like, eight guys, and they forced him to throw an interception or throw an incompletion where they settled for a field goal. Totally. Faith, character, core <laughs> values, and team first. Those would be the four pillars. Yeah. Well, yeah. they almost gave it right away with that defensive holding there on third down. They had him stuck, and then all you would have needed was a field goal after that. And then Nick Bolden almost had that pick, too, right there. So they had two opportunities where they could have really turned the tide. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Spags and the Chiefs defense, once again, that's been the whole, the whole playoffs. The Chiefs defense has been what's kept them totally in the games like the offense is what it is and to for, i mean i'm kind of rambling at this point but the chiefs to win with the offensive weapons they had this year back to back two years after they got no, no tyree kill and then back to back years they win the super bowl that is a huge testament to andy reed pat mahomes kelsey all the guys who have been there for a while including the defense and spags so as bad as he was here i will say i thought brock purdy played outstanding like for a guy in his first Super Bowl, young quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, there was times where his pocket presence looked unbelievable, where he escaped pressure, that throw to Kyle Juzek right there in overtime where he escaped pressure and found him to get the first down. I thought Brock Purdy played outstanding. But there just wasn't that many big plays. The yeah. next plays was Juwan Jennings' triple reverse throwing it to McCaffrey for a touchdown. And Jennings got level too when he made that pass. You see the hit that he took? <laughs> Mighty. He yeah, knocked game. like five yards. <laughs> yeah, the loss isn't on Purdy. He, you know, they really can't blame it on anybody. I mean, uh, the, pump re- the pump the return where you know it hit him in the hit him in the ankle. Yeah. Um, there's a turnover. 
Um, so I don't. I thought pretty played okay. As far as Spagnolo, Spagnolo, Spagnolo will go down as one of the best defensive coordinators in league history, I guess. But in my book, he's the worst head football coach that I've seen in St. Louis. And those dreadful years that he had here played a role in the Rams moving out. Linehan was awful. Is that, you are see they Spagnuolo records? Yeah, it's bad. I, I, he had I a one and fifteen compa- and a two and fourteen. And the team was like good, right when they took over. Like they, he was horrendous. Offensive rookie of the year, and he took over. He and was they a guy were terrible. Who had him take down the pictures of the Super Bowl wins? It's a uh, new era. Man. We don't need that. If you listen to uh, Chris Long's podcast, he has some some more muted because you know he's got some involvement still in the NFL. But he has some thoughts on Steve Spagnuolo's tenure as a coach, and they're mm. not necessarily extremely oh. positive. It had something to do with why we don't have a team, for sure. No, oh, that yeah. 1 in 15, 2 and 14 is a tough stretch. That whole stretch kind of soured people on the team. He's the prime example of, like, he's a great defensive coordinator. He knows defense yeah. as good as anybody, but he can't be trusted so, as a so head coach. Lenahan, he doesn't need to be. He's going to be the highest paid assistant. Yeah. And he's got four Super Bowl rings as a D coordinator. What else do you need to do? What was Scott Linnett like? Linehan took over after, right? No, mm, before, before, I think. He was the coach... When Bra- when after Martz. Yeah. So he Martz. went eight and eight, three and thirteen. This is Linehan. And then zero and four and got fired. So yeah. He was eleven and twenty. He seemed to be trending downward there. <laughs> and Spagnolo took the reins and kept the team in the in the. And he got a coordinator's job after that. I forgot it with who. Oh yeah, they Miami all keep getting maybe. jobs. Man, Cowboys. So it wasn't Linehan. it wasn't back to back seasons of one and fifteen two. So like they were seven and nine in twenty ten. Nice. Then and what? then went two and fourteen. Two and fourteen, and then and then one and three, and was fired in twenty seventeen. When so was he, he was one eleven? And 15? And, he was one and fifteen his first season. Yeah, nice. Seven and nine his second. Two and fourteen his third, <laughs> and then one and three. I even bring him back for the fourth season. God, do you think any of us, mighty. any of us, would have a shot at going one and fifteen? I think we could do it. If you just turned awesome. it over to the other coordinators, said I'll just I'll just do the press conferences and decide if we're going to punt or not, yeah. and you guys do everything else. Kind Probably. of Dick Vermeil, yeah. Vermeil, I'm sure had more CEO to do with it than instead that. Of coach. Yeah, I think you could still get one win out of us, don't you think? I think a lot of coaches do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think they have don't to because there's so much going on. You can't right. have your hand in everything. Of all the coaching he's done in his career, Spags, he's only been 12 total seasons as a D coordinator. That's not counting his head coaching stints. Yeah. That's four Super Bowl or that five or four. For him in 12 seasons as a D coordinator, that's insane. It does, it does help that he's a defensive coordinator on a team that's got perhaps the best quarterback in the history of the game. And that's also the Giants to do had one of the better defenses at the time yeah. as well with the player. But yeah. still, that's, I mean, that's insane. Yep. 30% almost, of your D coordinating coaching career has Super Bowls. Kansas City played good defense for sure because there was a lot of times when the Niners could do absolutely nothing. Yeah, all playoffs, really. That's a huge testament to Spagnola and the, and the Chiefs' defense. This is the Munganast 7 o'clock hour. You'll sing live. Apologies again for the late start on yeah. it. There was uh, some board issues, some malfunctions, but we're back on live, and we're happy to, here to talk to you, just like we're happy here to talk about our title sponsor, Doug. That's, of course, Brown, and that's, of course, Crouppen. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll certainly be right there to help you should you uh, need it, if you have a potential... Personal injury case, Brown and Crouppen is the local law firm here to serve you. They're headed by Terry Crouppen, his son Andy Crouppen, and Ed Herman. We've had them all in studio, gotten to know them a lot. As you can tell, they are wonderful guys, very sharp, and they can help you through any kind of problem that you might have. They know their way around the the local scene here. They know the local environment. They know the, the local attorneys, the judges, everything, how it works in St. Louis, because they've been doing it for so long, since 1979. And local is a big thing, because you see a lot of people on television advertising, and they're not really St. Louis folks. They're coming in trying to let you think that they're St. Louis people. But Brown and Crouppen have been here forever. got that new office down there uh, in the hill across from uh, Regazzi's, right? That's where their new office is. Yep. Yeah, beautiful new facility down there. And Brown and Crouppen are uh, a big part of the community, and they certainly value that. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, you give them a call. Here's the number. I will give that right now. 314-222-2222, or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. And why would you use them? Oh, I don't know. They'll give you a free evaluation. Won't cost anything. They work on a contingency basis. No upfront costs at all to you. If they don't get, if you don't get paid, rather, they don't get paid either, and they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. Just a good idea if you need them, Brown and Crouppen right there to help you out. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results 
are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Munganass 7 o'clock hour. Plowboy, can I hear just a little bit about the 7 o'clock hour sponsor? That, of course, is Munganast. Munganass St. Louis Accurate. Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour sponsor on TMA. Sponsor the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown and the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And we just can't say enough good things about the wonderful people at Munganest. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganest, and in the service department, Ryan Seiberg. So if you're looking for a new car, they have a huge amount of inventory on their lot. And you can go shopping right now at stlouisacura.com or at altontoyota.com. And if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, they have a great selection there as well. Just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota, get your car serviced there with the great Ryan Seiberg and his wonderful service department. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Plowsic, I hate to keep putting you on the spot here, but uh, the text inbox sponsor, which has been very active this morning, is Jeff Lottman, and Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear a little bit about Jeff Lottman. I can't log into the text line sponsorship. Oh, no. If you are in the market to buy a home, if you are in the market to sell your home, I would like to recommend our text inbox sponsor on TMA. Jeff Lottman, online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lottman with Compass Realty, and he made the switch to Compass Realty because it's the number one luxury real estate broker in St. Louis, and he is all about the luxury experience. Luxury is not about a price point. It's about an experience, about what he can provide, and he has been selling real estate in St. Louis and helping buyers in St. Louis for 22 years, half a billion dollars worth of sales. So, You start to think about spring, you start to think about the time to put your house up for sale, or you're looking to buy a home, get the person who knows the market, Jeff Lottman, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lottman, online at jefflottman.com, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com, Jeff Lottman with Compass Realty. Uh, Flocky the Smurf here in the Jeff Lottman text inbox has a real take. Real saying? take. I can truly say I think that was the best Super Bowl in history. That's from Flocky the oh, Smurf. Oh, gosh. See, I, 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 have I, to no, disagree I can't stop like saying, like, <sighs> just because 95, like 2% of the game was super interesting. I got to say, the last three or four minutes of regular season, obviously overtime, was intriguing. Mm-hmm. The first three and a half hours of that game sucked, and it did. Yeah. And it was nothing, nothing in the first, three, nothing. Like, it was not like a defensive battle. If you like that, sure. I thought the commercials were okay. That was some of the most boring football I've ever put. Like, you cannot put that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was terrible. Three quarters of football in the fourth quarter and overtime was good. Yeah, Yeah. like that, that, that to me was not a full good game. It was a good little block, a section of a game. There have been a lot of Super Bowls come down to really good endings. Mm -hmm. That's what what this had. It had a great ending. You can't tell me the Seahawks Patriots when they threw it instead of ran it. That's a better one. I I can name eight better ones right now. down 28-3, came yep. to mind to win. How about they throw oh, it to Nick great. Foles, the Eagles win, there's oh, one. Rams yeah. beat the Titans. Yeah, yeah there, there's a bunch, so I'm sorry, but you're living in the moment right now. Block him! Block this guy with that take! <laughs> block him! Peace, Flock. Yeah, we all Bobby have our own Brian. opinion. Maybe, that, he li- maybe he liked the first three quarters of defense and a bunch of mistakes, but... Um, punting. A lot of punting. Yeah, a lot of punting. Come there's on. times where it was the longest stretch of Mahomes' career without mm-hmm. a score. Yeah, it, the only other uh, overtime game was that 28-3 where Patriots came back from 28-3 down, and Shanahan was a coordinator for the Falcons, I believe. It. Mm-hmm. The Niners, I think, live game action, live action, 119 minutes before a first down. Oh, wow. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That, to me, is not a good game, bud. Sorry. It was so boring. You just waved him off, didn't you? You just yeah, waved you know, off I'm, his take. Well, it's amazing that, you know, Mahomes 
you know, didn't play that great the first three quarters, still ended up with 330 yard, mm-hmm. yards passing and two touchdowns. <laughs> I would have lost a bet on that one. They I didn't throw to Kelsey end. early on. He had like one catch the whole first half. covering so, up pretty good. God, the Niners are good and they're linebacking court. Yeah, and then, they, then, he, then all of his catches were pretty much wide open. It's like they forgot about him. They opened up the middle of the field towards the end of the game. I thought he was going to score there. Well, then, that play we talked about where he damn near yeah. went through the guy's sternum, but uh, and that would have been what a ending that would have been, like if you want to talk about the NFL scripted. Kelsey I was expecting that to happen. I fully expected that touchdown pass to go to Kelsey. 1,000%. And then Taylor would be down there a minute later, and he'd be on one knee and that, uh, hand her the football. And, and all of a sudden, boom, she's on a podium. She's giving a mm-hmm. post-game concert. <laughs> she's just rising up. I, I did enjoy that like she didn't go up on the podium, right? Like She was just trying to I respected you know, that fan, as well. You know, Huge props no need to, to her. Steal the steal the sign, but uh, there are a lot of celebs there last night. There was, oh including uh, the halftime performer. That of course, Doug was Usher. Usher had a halftime performance. Fellas, your thoughts on the halftime performance? I got a feeling me and Plaza are going to agree on this. I'll let Doug go first. I had, I, I had, well, before I'm going to make some early predictions. I'm going to I'm going to guess that the two to my left and straight in front of me were not fans of it. I'm going to guess Doug was nonplussed by the whole situation. I'm going to guess KG and Oton enjoyed the. Uh, the program. Fellas, was I correct? Could not be more wrong. Because you enjoyed this is, it. This is my era of music. Oh, oh, like, I know, Iggy. I, I, I know I'm going to surprise you. I love Ludacris and Little John. That's kind of like my just yeah, getting right. my driver's license yeah. and mm-hmm. listening, I cranking forgot. that That's up. A good point, Pollock. It's very much nostalgic for me. I wouldn't say it was the best like music performance. Sure. I think Prince is up there probably. But bringing me back to my roots, yeah. it just with that feel good that I needed. And so I enjoyed it. The costumes, not too much. Overall, I was a fan. Can't believe I'm saying that, but well, I was yeah, a fan. I'm sure this was a generational thing. If yeah. you grew up with that and that's your music, you loved it. Yeah. And if you didn't, you go, huh, why is this a thing? <laughs> sure. What's going on here? Sure. I, you could probably say that for almost all Super Bowl yeah. halftime yeah. shows. I- Iggs, you were not a fan of it? Uh, I thought it was the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Other than, the, than Alicia Keys and uh, her... Yeah, her was really I, good. I didn't. I didn't know who any other people were. Jermaine Dupri was out there. Ludacris Bridges. I guess it makes. Uh, it, I guess Doug is right. The generational I didn't know me thing. Either. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I but am. The, but there, there wasn't a lot of singing. I mean, yeah. there's Dancing. so much going on. It's so busy. Now I mean, what? he put on roller skates and almost fell twice. <laughs> and Usher was sweating like Esteban Young <laughs> pitching in I August not, at Bush Stadium. What I could the hell? Not believe that they maybe where'd that come from? Listening like just a. I mean, he's like a roasted pig <laughs> right there. Maybe that's why he had off. nine other people come up with him. I mean, he danced a little. It wasn't like he was running, you know, the half mile or but something. Iggy, oh, like, he dances at everything. He takes, he takes a step and he's dancing. Yeah, well, that's the usher, like, that's the usher way. And it's I know, all the same move. It's a, the, the, people, the twirly people dance, legs people, and a little... People dance a lot without sweat just pouring off their head. think about it, 18 years ago, that was kind of how music and stage, like, being live performances were. It was, like, more of a... Background dancers were certainly more prevalent. You know, like you had, you know, more choreography and more dancing. That was good. And that's Usher's like, he is like R and B pop dancing. Right. That's like what his. Genre I get that. Is. I don't get the sweating. Oh me, Doug, I'm with you on that. It looked ridiculous. Well, maybe it was hot. He had a lot of heavy costumes on. That roller skating costume looked like he had a fur coat on. Yeah, we don't sweat. Yeah. I, yeah. I, oh. just, I just don't. Uh, I, I couldn't. There was not a lot of singing. Um, he turned it over to a bunch of other people I didn't know. When he sang, he was dancing around and moving. There's a thousand people up there moving around. It's like, just, what happened to just stand there and sing? Well, that's not Usher's style. Yeah, I know it's not his style, but then, then don't, not really don't have Super him on the Bowl. Super Bowl. That's not really Super Bowl halftime style either. People want a big Broadway show I don't know. type after, presentation. After Timberlake, I remember just how sterile those were. They sat 90-year-olds up there with guitars on stools. I'm pretty sure for the first couple <laughs> years. They were, but they, it was were like perfect. Literally, they were literally terrified to put any performer with any sort of personality up there. Oh. So they shoved a bunch of 70-year-old bands, I think. If you look at the last couple right at there after Timberlake, I know it was just miserable old bands and boring because they were worried about the PR. Now. Here's a generational thing again. You didn't grow up with those people, so you thought they were miserable. No, I, I actually know the band. If you tell me the bands, I'll know the music, but just live performance and what you expect in a Super Bowl coming yeah. off of a year to where you saw Janet Jackson's nipple and now you got a guy that's like, you know, barely alive. We're, we're going to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, with, with Usher, he sent him surprise you there's going to be someone have some special guests we had like nine of them um you know then you get kind of confused like who is this usher's halftime show or is alicia keys oh 
her and I don't even think her guitar was plugged in. Um, I figured you wouldn't think that she was actually playing yeah, that guitar, I, I, even I though figure. I think she absolutely was. Well, she's a great guitar player, so she could plug it in. Um, and he wasn't lip syncing; he was singing. So I give him credit for that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's just it was too busy for me. It was too busy. I would have liked to just hear that. Usher with maybe five dancers up there. Do do your dancing, but sing some songs. I mean, you just let everybody else do the singing and. I don't know. I know Taylor Swift's turned them down the last two years. Maybe next year she'll say yes. But uh, Plowock, the uh, so oh four they had Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P Diddy, Nelly, and Justin Timberlake. P Diddy, P Diddy, uh, and then they followed that with Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, <laughs> Prince, which is Prince is one of the better ones I've ever but seen. But then Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Bruce Springsteen, the Who, and then the Black Eyed Peas. If you remember in twenty eleven, were not the greatest. See, and so like. And those are great individual, those are great artists. I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying what they had, and they clearly brought out those bands to sterilize, you know, and try to help the image a little bit and avoid any future controversies. They have picked it up, certainly, with after that, but I still think Prince was the best one Who ever. do you think they would most want to have right now? Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Beyonce not... would be another one they want again. I mean, anytime Beyonce, you have Jay-Z. I don't know if they would repeat them. I don't know. They repeated. Justin Timberlake did perform again in 2018 by himself. Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. So he did get a second shot at it. Yeah. More late period Timberlake as opposed to like his prime in 04. I saw a lot of people on. I say a lot. I saw some people online saying, "Oh my God, Usher can roller skate!" Like he's the greatest talent <laughs> in, the <laughs> in the world. He almost fell over twice. A lot of people can roller skate. I must have missed the uh, roller skating one. I, I, I like. I went out mm. to take the dog to the yard. And oh, so did I must you? have missed like yeah, that portion of it. For a while. Oh, I'm, you know, kudos to him. I can't mm. and never could, but it's, it's not like it's the most unbelievable skill that any performer has ever. It was, Maybe that's why they don't have people like, uh, you know, Adele, I don't think, has ever done a Super Bowl, has she? She does not. Yeah, because she just, she sings. She, she has a beautiful she voice on the planet. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. have 15 dancers up there. Uh, Taylor Swift has dancers, and she moves around on stage, not like Usher. But, you know, I guess they want people that are going to have, you know, a bunch of dancers up there and a lot of theatrics. And well, I think that's what they want. They want a theatrical show. I mean, Rihanna, last year for as theatrical she can be was basically just singing on a elevated platform she had a lot of dancers below her but she was just basically singing she was basically doing what she wanted I think maybe I'd like to go back to the days when they had a marching band and the punt pass and kick Dude, contest I, I love the punt pass and kick I love that or just yeah. gymnastics put a netting that put netting oh, yeah. there and just start you know <laughs> not full ringling but you can't bring animals obviously I understand red panda. I'm all for red panda you got a bunch of red pandas mm-hmm. I think they should mix it up he I don't think musical performance is always the best I mean I think the first six Super Bowls were what was that, that group uh, Reach Up America or something then they had like <laughs> the Christy Minstrels then they had marching bands the first couple mm. of years they went they, with the Grambling State Band back to back then Florida A&M's University Band then they did Carol Channing uh, a salute Hello, to Louis, Dally. Uh, a salute to Willie Armstrong where they ran it back with Carol Channing. Wow. Uh, the University of Michigan marching band with Woody Herman. Uh, Musical America with the University of Texas. A tribute to Duke Ellington. Oh. Uh, it's a small world they did in 77, Doug. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the young people up there. <laughs> a salute them. to 60s in Motown in 1982. <laughs> this is what Doug this is, this is what we, See, that would yeah. be, like, I, I think that would be better. The fir- It seems like the first, like, straight up like performer was in 93 with Michael Jackson. Maybe I'm off. Oh, Gloria Carol Estefan Channing. in 92. Carol, Carol Channing. Yeah, Channing. Carol Channing. What am I talking about? Yeah, is she a Good performer? Way. Hello, Charlie. Indiana Jones with Tony Bennett? What the hell is this? Yeah, I can, I, I can safely say I'm a bigger fan of it now than uh, the Grambling State Band or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they go on, pass and kick. They go on <laughs> stages. They go, you know... For a long time, they had rock and pop bands, you know, and now they've gone to more like R&B for the last seven, eight years, mm-hmm. except throwing Lady Gaga on there, but... Yeah. She was there. Did you see the shot of her? She, in the was, there. she was by herself. What she was she wearing under her eyes there? I don't know. dress? Goofy-looking stuff. No, she's got a new house, House of Gaga, new makeup line out, so I guess house that was it. House of Gaga. Carrot Top looks any? like he just got pulled out of, like, a cave in Afghanistan Who's after, this? like, eight years. He was in this private booth with like Jimmy Kimmel. There could it with the A list of A list celebrities in this booth, and Carrot Top was the one at the very end. Oh, and Carrot he Top was in there. Looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And how did that guy get a ticket? Who invites him? 
Because he's the most terrifying human being I have ever seen in my life. Well, you wake up next to him. that, yeah. that's a heart attack every morning. Oh, uh, they seem, It seems to be pretty split. Uh, actually, I'd say it's more supportive of Usher in the halftime performance. I would say that he, Usher plays more to our listening audience base more so than maybe some other shows. Yeah, not sure, shot that's true. But that's yeah. like, uh, you know, if you're in your, like, Plowhawk in your mid-30s or in your early 40s, Usher was extremely popular when Hell you were yeah. uh, either in high school or younger or older. I like Usher. I think he's got a great voice, great yeah, performer. I, just It was too busy. I think, and I also think they should avoid 45 or 50. Like, Usher's pretty old. He was 45. sweating. Perf- looks good for 45. He looks great, but he's mm-hmm. sweating profusely, and it wasn't the Usher. Perf- like, I loved it because of the music, but I... I think you lose a lot of your dance moves, and some of those dance moves from 15, 20 years ago are just don't make sense and are not popular mm. anymore. Like, how about the gratuitous uh, taking off the of the shirt? Mm, I don't, I don't bark, like bark. the turn your hat forward to backward to forward. That's a little busy. Yeah. Did he have a six pack? I didn't notice. Oh, uh, I'm he sure was cut. that dude he works cut. out. He yeah, was Usher's cut. he looked good for 45 years old. I, uh, but you can't you can't perform you know a 15 minute halftime show bouncing all over the place and not being in shape. Yeah. Well, but he was dying. He looked like he was having a heart attack. <laughs> well, it was hot out there. I mean, it's, you can't. It's you know, hot. It's indoor stadium. I mean, you wouldn't see Jelly Roll doing that. No, no. But I think we all wish we could see Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. Although he said he's going to run a 5K in May. That's his goal. Uh, after listening to Lady Gaga limp sync a few years ago, it was nice to see somebody actually singing. That's from the 66. Yeah. That seemed like a pointed shot. Well, mm-hmm. you know she didn't lip sync. I don't know why you say that. You know she didn't lip sync. Well, it looked like she may No, have. it didn't even look like she lip synced. I thought it looked like she may have been lip syncing. Well, you weren't watching. And she did jump out of, like, the stadium, right? Yeah, that was stupid, that little fake jump. Like, sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the audio is absolutely perfect on a show like that, leads me to believe that it's almost too good... Mm. Oh, yeah, some that, have lip synced and some have Yeah. You know, people wonder why they do that show because uh, they don't get paid. They get paid union scale, um, which I, don't know, I think is $1,000 a day or something like that. Um, but they take care of all the expenses as far as flying everybody there and paying for all the uh, lighting and equipment in the NFL. I think two years ago, I think it cost them $2 million. Um, so they, but the performers just do it for the publicity, and he's got a new album, I think, coming out Friday. Oh, I'm sure they'd love to Beyonce, hear it. Beyonce, uh, like not a... Beyonce, Rihanna, when she did it, uh, her streaming went up like 300% the oh, next yeah. day. She still hasn't released a new album, though. We're waiting on that album, Queen Riri. Uh, when Adam Levine took off his shirt at his Super Bowl performance, ooh, la la, daddy. That's from Eric in Central West. Who is what is him band that I hate? Maroon 5. Maroon 5. God, talk about like doctor's office, white walls with no painting style hey, of music. It's just like, my ears are slowly bleeding. Like, it's not terrible, but it's like that slow death to where, like, it kind of like getting bit by, like, a, uh, a sea snake, Doug. That's what listening to Maroon 5 it is, is like? Because if you don't know about snee- sea snake venom, I watch a lot of... Oh, do you? Yeah, a lot. to break it down for us. So, sea snake venom, basically... it. It can seep into your pores. Like it, it can basically seep into pores. You don't need to get bit. It just need to be around it to be. Oh, really? Yes. And also, there's no symptom that you you just literally cardiac arrest six hours later. So you have no idea. You don't feel sick. You don't feel anything. That's like Maroon Five, to where it's like, okay, this is music, and then eventually you just keel over and die. So why would anyone? So why would anyone ever get a, in the ocean if you can just get close to a sea snake and you're gonna have a heart attack? So what I heard about this, I read a. I read an article and then I I heard the account of the guy who it was, who was like a scientist who they were out in the ocean collecting sea snake venom. I think they're obviously scientists trying to find cures or, you know, something along Mm -hmm. those lines. So, and he forgot to wash his hands immediately afterwards and rubbed his eyes or remembered rubbing his eyes. And the story was he was recounting, he was asking all the crew, do you remember me, you know, washing my hands? And so he knew this going into where he probably, you know, going to die in six hours, but he still goes out to eat and dinner with his family when he gets back ashore and falls asleep. But before that, he writes a letter to his wife and kids, puts it on his nightstand just in case. Well, why didn't he go to the hospital? Because I don't know if there's any, I, I, I don't know what the, I, I don't know about that, Doug. I don't know if there's a anti-venom or what the anti-venom, if anything, it does. But yeah, so the real I mean, I'm trying to get back to Maroon 5, and oh, that kind of... Right. that's right. You okay. don't know it's bad until it's, you know, four or five hours later, and you go, oh, my God, this is the worst. That's what Maroon... You listen to a song, <laughs> and then four or five days, hours later, you might Cure. die. Yeah. So it's sea snake venom. It sounds like it's only in Australia. 
Is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know where they. Uh, I didn't know where. Oh, they that sounds nasty. Not a lot on it. Just like a one paragraph on Wikipedia. KG, your thoughts on Usher's Super Bowl performance, sir? You were right on with what I thought. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 I. I mean, I personally enjoyed it, but. And I don't. I understand the sweating thing too, because he's moving around out there. It's hot. He's singing. He's dancing. He looked like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> he was sweating. <laughs> Patrick Wait, Ewing is running up and down a court. <laughs> da- Doug, why don't you dance around for a couple minutes and see how, if you're sweating? Ooh. I swear to God, I could. <laughs> Prove it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never sweated like that in my life doing anything. It looked like that blue and black suit he had with the roller skates was yeah. about the hottest thing a human being could put on their Maybe body. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, it looked like a lot of uh, a lot of poor materials there. I did love Alicia Keys as much as a human can love it. I love Alicia Keys so much. And I thought fan. she was outstanding. I thought it could have been all Alicia Keys and I would have been happy. But overall, I mean, I haven't seen Will I Am in forever. And so, good to see who I am. Jermaine Dupree, he had a cute little outfit on, Doug. I, I wouldn't know him if I saw him. He was the gentleman in the uh, suit, but the, the pants were shorts. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, tiny yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And little, that, those ruffles. are the performers you enjoy, is it? <laughs> I mean, Jermaine Dupree, uh, you've heard him on this show plenty of times. We play him sometimes on the return music. Oh, I but uh, I just like the outfit. <laughs> and there was some Gosh. good memeage going on. <laughs> I remember Welcome to Atlanta when I was like... 13 or 14, that was right. hitting the TRL charts like every week. And I, I guess you oh, have to banger. You have to have like four or five albums out and be like 35 or 40 before you can get on the Super Bowl. Because, I'm with Iggy, I don't get it. You know, I don't You could put uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Rodriguez Rodrigo. on next year. You could have Dua Lipa, who was mm-hmm. fast, fascinating and fantastic. He's really good. A lot of the young ones are so great right now. Ariana Grande, Tane McRae. Uh, the weekend performed. Okay, yeah. The weekend performed in 2021. He's fairly young. I would yeah, say. He's, he's super young. At the young time. But yeah, he has they, a t- he's very prevalent too. They should just do Pitbull and Bad Bunny. <laughs> I'd be cool. With I'm that. not kidding. Like I, just having a DJ like fest with Pitbull singing like you know his. You has know, Pitbull wh- ever done it? Halftime show? Uh, I don't know. Bad Bunny has in 2020 with Shakira, oh, J Lo, Bad okay. Bunny, J Balvin, J Balvin, and Emmy Munez. I have no idea what he says, but he's super entertaining. Bad so Bunny's like, great. Yeah, like he can put on a show. You got to rave Bunny. up there, put a bunch of fans like on the field, and you like that the fans on the field going nuts, throwing their hands up in the air like they're having the greatest time of their lives. If it delayed the game by another half hour, it pissed me off. But I think. That, that halftime show seems super long compared to the others. I thought it was short. I thought it felt really? short. Really? I thought, I thought it was over short. pretty quickly. I yeah, thought, I did too. God, but... Do you think all those people on the field <laughs> has a, has any effect on the artificial turf? I was wondering that too. I, they've talked about that before with it. I don't think it does. Did they put also, a mat down there? They or didn't. A big blanket or something? No, definitely not where the fans way. were. Definitely not where the fans were. I mean, we saw Dre Greenlaw jump up and down and then run onto the field and pop his Achilles right there on the field. Oh, that God, was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Play on real grass. Play on real grass. Well, I'll they, say it again indoors. one more time. Play on real... You can still put real grass indoors. They, people, I don't, people still get hurt on real grass. Yeah, but the non-contact injuries, you can look at the stats, they're way higher on these artificial turf. Play on real grass, baby. It also looks better. I blew out my Achilles on... Real grass, yeah, but you're but, but you're also but you're a stallion. Were you playing or you're, just walking on I was the field? Playing. There's yeah, well, no, there's just no surface that can keep you down. He wasn't walking. He, he sprinted to try to get back on the field. One step. He wasn't walking. You well, don't blow it out with a walk. Well, he if didn't you do. He, he, took, they, he took They one, were running back on the field. He took one step and running, and he right. It's a, Adam Wainwright took one run when he bunted and blew out his Achilles. It happens that way. I'm sure he wished it would happen in a, during a play or something, not just Oh, he feels horrible for a field. guy. His whole life, he gets to probably dreaming about the Super Bowl. He gets there, things are going well, and he gets hurt running onto the field. And they lose. Show him, yeah. they'd have won, but. Show him Budsman Brian Henson saying, I think they did play on real grass. That's from Brian Henson. I didn't. I thought it was turf. I thought it was pretty evident that it was turf. But maybe I, if I'm wrong, someone text in. I don't know. If you looked I thought at it the, was turf. If you looked at the logo, uh, I, I forgot it was during the coin toss or something, but the logo... There were like big tufts of graphs that were on it. So like, maybe I'm wrong. Where I, cleats had ran and is that stadium like the one in, nope. in yeah, Glendale, Arizona, it's, where they it's real grass, the grass in and out? Well, that's and all. The, isn't that isn't that all the more reason not to allow a hundred people to stomp around the field during halftime? That could be the case. That's on me. I uh, I just I've advocated for real grass, and it was real grass. That's on me. My apologies. Lack of research beforehand. Yeah, I want to take here the accountability. That's on me. It was real Bermuda grass, and that is on me. You're going to resign? 
Uh, if does anyone uh, feel like running point today? No. All right, no then I will not. Okay. Then I'm advocating that Pitbull do the show next year, and he can bring all the people he's done songs with. You can bring Neo up there. You can bring Christina Aguilera up there. Uh, you can bring Mark Anthony up there. Do the songs with them. I think that'd be a fabulous halftime show. Seems like it'd be a good match for a Miami Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When is Miami next? No, there's uh, no way to know. It's like, every, it's, no like, know. it's like every third year. Every third year it's in Miami, I think. Super Bowl. I think locations. New Orleans, right? Uh, I bet they keep going back to L.A. a lot. Since they'll they be in L.A. and Vegas Vegas a lot. It's in New Orleans next year. Oh, Al Hurt's still alive. He, I think he performed three I, halftime I, shows. I don't believe Al Hurt's still around. 26 is in Santa Clara. 27's back in L.A. at Stan's Place. Yeah. And I don't believe they... Uh, 2028's at Dallas. And then 29, they'll be back in Miami, Iggy. Yeah, Pitbull will be over the hill by then. 2030, they're going to uh, the new... St. Louis. Nashville. Nashville. Oh, they're going to the uh, new Nashville Stadium whenever that gets built. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. My bad. It was not turf. It was real grass. My apologies, but I still feel bad for Dre Greenlaw. Uh, but oh. either way, also, uh, folks, uh, was resetting here, of course, the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. I can see your text. We're not avoiding any situations. The lead is the Super Bowl. If you think otherwise, uh, then I'd like to bud, like to manage against you. Mm-hmm. We oh, I are wonder very what they aware. Want. Of, I wonder what they want us to talk about. Uh, we're very aware oh, of Lisa Ann's post on Saturday morning. Uh, it is now 8.15 in St. Louis as we got a little bit of a late start, so we're going to break on the Mungan at 7 o'clock hour now. We will get into Lisa Ann's post on the fan page uh, here coming up in the next segment, so you can tune in and listen to that. Uh, this is closing out the Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyo, the 7 o'clock hour. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. <laughs>